And I'm going to take you to several verses of Scripture just to kind of lay the framework for uh, some of the things that I'd like to share with you tonight. So I'll take you first to Acts chapter 2 and verse number 16. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 16. And while you're turning there, I just would like to congratulate my friend, uh, Brother T. McGee, for his new position in the Georgia District. And uh, he has been working very diligently for a long time, along with Brother Mueller and several others in the prison ministries right here in Jonesboro. And I think we ought to give them just a hand of appreciation for all the hard work that they do. Brother Mueller and Brother McGee behind the scenes and in the men's prison ministry. And we appreciate them very much and all of their hard work. A lot of, a lot of hard work takes place here at Apostolic Tabernacle behind the scenes that you don't know anything about. For example, we have Kids Chapel going on upstairs right now, all kinds of people working very diligently with the children, and that's a wonderful thing, and sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind, but we ought to hold all of those ministries. Brother Collins uh, takes care of our nursing home ministry and does a great job. And we ought to be praying for our nursing home ministry. Amen. All of these things are are vital ministries of the church. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 16. If you have that, say amen. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit. And they shall prophesy. I'd like to take you to Genesis chapter 37 and verse 5. We're just laying a foundation here. Genesis 37 and verse 5. And Joseph dreamed a dream and he told his brethren and they hated him yet the more and he said unto them here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed numbers 12 and 6 numbers 12 and 6 and he said hear now my words if there be a prophet among you I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. And finally, Jeremiah 23 and 28. The prophet that hath a dream. Everyone said a dream. Let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat? Saith the Lord. Tonight, I'd like to preach to you from this subject. It's really not so much a sermon as it is me sharing with you some things that the Lord has been dealing with me about. And I've simply titled it Visions and Dreams. Visions and Dreams. Could we put our Bibles down and let's just ask the Lord to speak to us. Could we do that, Lord, in the name of Jesus? I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this service, God. 
I feel the touch of your hand tonight. We're not worthy of it, Lord. I pray that our hearts would be sensitive, God. We've been surrendering our bodies to you this week. We've been, Lord, we've been spending time in your word and time in your presence. And I pray, God, that this would be the culmination of this of this season of fasting and prayer, Lord. I pray that you would deal with us in these short moments together in a profound and powerful way. We give you praise. And we give you glory. And everyone said, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. All throughout the Bible, God dealt with people through visions and dreams. And I believe that he still does so. In fact, I know that he does. Because lately, God has been dealing with me through visions and dreams. In my younger years of ministry, especially during my evangelistic period, traveling the country as an evangelist, God would often deal with me with visions and dreams. And I was surprised when the Lord called us here to Jonesboro and I accepted the position as assistant pastor here at this church. I was surprised when my anointing and my ministry took a shift, a turn in direction, as it often does. I believe that God uses the fivefold ministry. There's some teachers, some preachers, some pastors, some evangelists. And, and when I left the season of evangelist, God began to shift my burden and he began to shift the way that he used me. And so the dreams that God had given me at one time so often began to change and the visions began to cease. And that was the way that it was for a very long time until recently when Brother Campatella was here and preached to us for two weeks last October. And he began to preach and he operated and moved in the anointing. And he shared several dreams that God had given him. And perhaps some of you remember them. If you don't, you ought to go back to the podcast and listen to those messages. They're all up there. And listen to Brother Campatella. God used him in a powerful way during that revival. And in that last service, some of you remember that last service, he preached on holiness and he preached on uh, running from worldliness and he preached a powerful message. And during that message, when the Holy Ghost showed up and in such a tangible and profound way, uh, I, I found myself, as many of you did, on, on my face before God and tears flowing. Every once in a while, we ought to let the tears flow in the presence of God. I'm afraid that we get so concerned with the way that we look that we don't allow God to touch us the way that he wants to touch us. I'm glad that we put on our best when we come to church. We do it out of reverence for the house of God. We do it out of reverence for the things of God. But don't ever get yourself so pretty that you can't praise the Lord with all your might. That you can't pray with all your heart. That you can't let tears flow at an altar as God speaks to you and as God touches you 
If you ever get to a place where, where you cannot be moved in the presence of God, then you're in a dangerous, dangerous place. And, and I remember that particular service on my face before God, tears flowing. And the Holy Ghost began to deal with me in a familiar way that I had not felt in a long, long time. That very night, God began to deal with me with visions and dreams. And from that moment on, I have been experiencing dreams that have left me awakened in the middle of the night, praying, asking God, what is this? What are you trying to talk to me about? What are you trying to say to me, Lord? And, uh, and the reason that I laid the foundation of these scriptures is because I wanted you to see that even though this is a unique message tonight, God does deal with us through visions and dreams. He absolutely does. And so uh, I, I want to share with you just a few of them that the Lord dealt with me. And I feel that the Holy Ghost gave me permission to share them with you because they were about this church. Sometimes God will give you visions and dreams, and it's intensely personal. It's meant for you and you alone. And you ought to be careful when God does that not to cast your pearls before swine, not to, not to just flaunt those spiritual things openly with everybody. There are some things that ought to be so private between you and God that you just don't talk about it with everybody, that you don't, you don't just share that with everybody because it's personal between you and God. And, but there are times when the Lord will give you a vision or give you a dream that is intended for the church, and that's how God has been dealing with me lately. I shared it with the men uh, last night at the men's prayer meeting as the women were in here in a, in a time of prayer. And I want to thank everybody who made their way here last night for prayer. If you weren't here, I want you to know we had a powerful time of prayer here at Apostolic Tabernacle. We had a Fulton County. She had been, she's been a, a lieutenant with the Fulton County Sheriff's Department for 25 years. She came here. She was looking over the church for the funeral that's going to be taking place here on Saturday for the police officer who passed away. And she came just to look at our facility and see if we had enough room and, and uh, an, enough parking spaces to take care of all of the police that would be here on Saturday for the funeral. And I was walking with her and prayer was already getting underway. And the men were praying in the dining hall and the women were praying in the sanctuary. And it did my heart proud because I could literally feel the walls rumbling underneath the weight and the power of the people of God who are calling on the name of Jesus. And I was walking with this 25-year veteran of the Fulton County Sheriff's Department. And, and she could hear people praying from every direction. Everywhere she went, there was prayer. And there were people everywhere praying. And you could feel the presence of God all over this sanctuary. You could feel the divine anointing of God. You could feel the moving and the rumbling and the shaking of the Holy Ghost. And, and I was walking with her right through the middle of the, of the church here. And all of a sudden, big old tears welled up in her eyes. And she said, it's been years since I've been in a church, but I can feel God right now. She said, what are you people doing? I said, it's just Tuesday night prayer meeting. She said, I'm going to be back to this church because I can feel God in this place. I want you to know there's something that happens when we gather together in prayer. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. And I, and I shared with the men, and I apologize to the men who, who've already heard this. I shared with them one of the dreams that God gave me recently. I, in my dream, I was, I was coming out of my house. And as I stepped out of my house, there were people walking all up and down my street and in front of my home, which is not something that happens in real life. But in my dream, there were just people wandering all over my yard and all in the front yard of my house. And everybody that I saw had their hands over their ears tightly. And as I got in my car, I was driving down and I was coming down McDonough Road and I turned onto Terra Boulevard and there were people wandering all over Terra Boulevard with their hands tightly clasped over their ears. And I looked in people in their cars beside me, people driving their cars. And, and uh, you have to remember this was a dream, but in the dream they were driving and their hands were not on the steering wheel. Instead, their hands were clasped tightly over their ears. And I said to the Lord, what is happening? And God spoke to me in the dream and said, I'm trying to speak to these people, but they do not want to hear what I have to say to them. I want to talk to them. I want to give them illumination. I want to give them revelation. I want to save them. I want to deliver them. I want to hear them. I want to speak truth into their life, but they refuse to listen to me. In my dream, I was driving here to Apostolic Tabernacle, and as the Lord said that to me, I said, thank God I'm going to church because at church there's going to be people who want to hear your word. There's going to be people who want to hear truth. But when I drove into the parking lot, I saw people wandering in the parking lot with their hands clasped tightly over their ears. I walked into the vestibule and saints of God had their hands clasped tightly over their ears. I walked into the church service and the preacher was already preaching and everybody in the sanctuary had their hands clasped tightly over their ears and God said I'm even trying to speak to my people but they're so busy with social media and they're so busy with distractions and the things of this world that they will not listen to what I'm trying to say to them. And God said, it's time for the church to start listening to my voice. Lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset thee and begin to listen to the still, small voice of God. Church, we've got to wake up. The trumpet is about to sound and we've got to unclasp our hands from our ears and begin to listen to the voice of God. (laughs) Oh my God. The Lord dealt with me in another dream just the other night and I've really wrestled with whether or not to share this particular dream. Because it woke me up in a cold sweat, my hands trembling, my heart pounding, my spirit grieved. And it was an indictment against myself. Some of you are going to feel as if this is an indictment for you, but it was an indictment on myself as well. God convicted my heart in this dream. And it's almost embarrassing for me to share it with you tonight. I hope that you'll take it in the spirit that the Lord gave it to me in. But in my dream, I was driving down the interstate. 
I vaguely recognized it as being I-75. I was driving very fast and much faster than I should have been, much faster than I would have ever been driving in real life. And all of a sudden, as I was driving, I saw bodies all over the road in front of me. Some of them were children. Some of them were elderly. Some of them were my age. I couldn't tell if they were alive or dead. But I felt a prompting in my spirit to stop and check. But I was so busy, I don't even know where I was trying to go in my dream. But all I know is having a a sense of urgency, like I, I just had to keep moving. There's somewhere that I needed to be. There's something important that I need to be doing. There's, there's somewhere that, that I need to get to desperately. And, and in my dream, I, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I kept weaving in and out of these bodies in the road. In fact, sometimes unintentionally, I would... I would hit a body in the road. And I just kept driving. And I asked the Lord, I said, what's going on? And he said, you don't realize it. But there are thousands and thousands of people who are dying spiritually all around you. But you're careening through your life. Trying to get somewhere. Trying to accomplish things. Trying to get stuff done. And you're just like that priest that walked by the man who was beaten and bruised on the side of the road. And you refuse to stop. And you refuse to bind up their wounds. And you refuse to pay attention to their needs and their hurts. And I felt the Holy Ghost tell me that apostolic tabernacle would have an unprecedented revival if we would just stop and take time to talk to somebody. Just take time to bind up somebody's wounds. Just take a few minutes to care about somebody. Just take a second to share the love of Jesus with somebody. I want you to know it's not complicated. Revival is not rocket science. All you've got to do is just love people and take a minute out of your day and say, can I talk to you about Jesus? How are you doing? It looks like you're hurting. Can I pray for you? I'm going to tell you, you'd be praying people through to the Holy Ghost on the sidewalk if you would just be sensitive to what God wants us to do in these last days. (laughs) Visions. Visions. Visions and dreams. Ah, oh, help us, God. Had another vision. This time I was awake and I saw a church building. And the church building was broken, dilapidated, and it was in disrepair. And in the vision, I, I was ushered into the sanctuary of the church and there was just a scattering of people 
And in my dream, I, I went all through the building and I saw that there were things that were in disrepair. I could feel the spirit of division. I could feel the spirit of criticism lingering in the air of the church. I could feel the spirit of gossip weighing heavily in the thick air of this church. The preacher was preaching and there was no response. The teaching was going forth and you could feel the pain in people's hearts. And I saw as people came for prayer, they were sick and crippled and hurting. I could feel the presence of cancer and disease and all kinds of things and pain in people's body. And they were coming one by one to be prayed for. And one by one they left without a healing and without a miracle. And God spoke to me in the middle of that dream. And he said, Ryan, if you want healing in your physical body, you have got to bring healing to my church body. I want you to know God wants to perform miracles, signs, and wonders in this church. But first, we are going to have to care about the body of Christ, the family of God. Far too often, we want God to heal our body, but we care nothing for his body. I want you to know if we'll put the house of God first, he's going to heal your body. He's going to touch your family. He's going to put marriages back together. He's going to heal cancer and disease and sickness and all manner of pain. If we'll heal the body of Christ. In another dream. I was in this church standing about where I am now. And I saw in the four corners of the church, I saw demons in each corner. And I saw angels outnumbering them sometimes by 10, 20, 30, 40. The angels were packed so tightly in the church that they could barely fit in this sanctuary. And there were only a few demons. There was a demon of fear. There was a demon of promiscuity. There was a demon of bitterness. And I saw them just scattered throughout the church. And I looked and I saw people in chains. But then I saw another group of saints. And they were wearing garments, purple and white. They shone like lightning. And I said, Lord, are they angels? And he said, no, those are my saints. But they're wearing the garment of praise. Woo! And as those demons began to roam up and down the aisles of this church, trying to tighten the chains that bound certain individuals, all of a sudden, one by one, saints in purple and pure white stood up and lifted up holy hands without wrath or doubting. They opened up their mouth and they began to praise the name of Jesus at the top of their lungs and as they did one by one dozens of angels began to escort the demons out of this building and as the praise intensified I saw an angelic host 
form a tight band all around the corners of this sanctuary. They locked their arms together and not one demonic force was able to penetrate their wall. And as the preaching went forth and the name of Jesus was lifted high, chains began to break. People began to stand up who were crippled. People began to dance who had never danced before. I saw one individual step up out of a wheelchair and the Lord told me they have never walked. And I'm giving you a prophecy right now. God's about to raise somebody up out of a wheelchair at Apostolic Tabernacle. But it's going to take the garment of praise. It's going to take people who know how to lift up the name of Jesus. Your praise is more than just going through the motions. It is spiritual warfare. It binds the forces of hell. It breaks through the dark It penetrates it with light. The Spirit of God would like to move, but somebody better lift up your voice. There is no such thing as a dead church, only dead Christians. I want you to know God is alive and well. You've just got to make up your mind. I am alive in Christ. 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 In him we live and move and have our being. He is alive. He is resurrected. He is all powerful. Put on the garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise. (laughs) Ha ha.